really kind of like turn off a lot of impulses when you're drawing something. Yeah, I don't know. You pick your battles. Um, so what battle were you picking when you did the Blacktron zombie? Ugh. We've already we've kind of dumped into like three different other things I want to dive into, but I'm going to take it back a second, going back to scarcity and limited edition figs. And a lot of folks may not know about this particular promotion, but we discussed this back in episode four of Citizen Brick Explained, and we were talking about Cocaine Bear. <laughs> yeah. My question, let's well, I'll let you explain what it exactly it was, but my I also want to follow up with is that how did that promotion come to be? Did it accomplish what you were hoping for? And oh. do you have any public any thoughts about why nobody's publicly shown off their stash? Oh, this is how kind of like solvent addled my brain has become over the years. Well, like but this was a this was a an email that I'm surprised I got one, to be honest. We all know what the qualifier was. And I got that email saying, Hey, you could do a blind bidding on this cocaine bear. We've got five of one color, I think, and three of another. Three and two, I think. It was five okay, yeah. Total. I think we made six. I kept one for myself. And then, yeah, we made those five others floating out there. So this is what, like, keeps me from being a super successful, rich business guy. <laughs> it's because even though something is a terrible idea, I want to do it because I just want to see it. It makes me a better, better artist than businessman, I guess. It was just a funny idea. I thought, you know. It'd be funny to print cocaine on the nose of a, a Lego bear. But well, that's we, great. <laughs> it's just the hard part was bidding for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we said, like, we can't make 500 of these things or 1,000. Those bears cost, like, 35 bucks a piece. So I said, all right, what if we just make, like, five of them? And honestly, I couldn't justify making any more because it was just too much of a spend. So we made a couple of them, thought they were funny, and said, like, all right, you know, as much as I don't like making like a VIP circle of people, there is kind of like a tier of people who really want to have very rare CB items. Um, it's a, it was weird. Like the the results of it were surprising. There was not like everybody's bids were pretty much in the same zone. It's not like one guy was like ten thousand dollars. You know, everybody was only like a couple bucks within each other. So the guy who won and the guy who didn't win were only a couple dollars apart. But it was, it was um, I don't know, just a little experiment to see if we could sell stuff that way. Yep. And Carrie, you, what was the what was the latest rumor on how long, how much someone spent? Oh, I don't think I really heard. To be honest, I just heard like, oh, I bid this much and I didn't win it. So hmm. um, I can't I remember. We, I thought we heard some exorbitant amount of money. I can't remember. No, no, there I mean, was nothing. I was kind of hoping somebody would say ten thousand dollars, but it was not. Uh, everybody's was pretty, pretty close to each other. Reasonable. It was good to see that. Like, uh, there is definitely a point where someone's like, "Hey, you know what? I do have to make a car payment this month. I'm not going to spend." You know, that's what I did. I set a threshold, and I was like, "I'm yeah, out." That's fine. That that actually gave me great faith in in the community. <laughs> You could no, potentially. No, no, no pressure, Joe. Oh, God, sorry, <laughs> Oh, I was just gonna say you could potentially get a ten thousand dollar offer for the one that you still have. I'll I'll deliver it to your house on a platter. <laughs> okay. I mean, Spring Breakers <laughs> went for seven k, right? So, uh, man, that Spring Breaker said I don't even have one of those. That's man. If I could do it all over again, I probably would have made uh, a couple thousand more of those. You never. Well, I know. just want to touch on that one because we were talking about scarcity and rarity. And and then and speaking of of um, oh well, let me, oh, let me f- more, there was one like an idea and I don't know if this is ever come to fruition so I'm gonna I'll spoil it now I had a, an idea that I was gonna hand set a thousand Swarovski crystals onto a minifigure with tweezers and a microscope you know like I was gonna make <laughs> a like a ridiculous like 90s wrapper chain kind of like giant crystal covered minifigure 
but I can only do that once. So like, all right, I have one of a kind who wants it or like cast something in some precious metal. Um, so there are some things that I just can't make a thousand of. And, and, and does that mean that they shouldn't exist? You know, maybe you just make some things that are just super duper top shelf. Um, oh, no, no, I totally agree. And you yeah. said there's a certain tier and that's something I've addressed multiple times in the podcast. There are tiers of collectors, whether people want to admit it or not. I think it's like anything else, right? Like I, I routinely fly and I never fly in first class because that's just out of my grasp. You know, like some things we're going to make, they're just going to be for a certain clientele. But I think no one could really accuse us of only playing to a, a higher clientele. We always make cheap stuff. You know, I want, I want kids to be able to buy our stuff. We always have like different tiers of products. You might not be able to buy cocaine bear but you know we, we still we haven't changed the prices of heads that we sell in like 13 years you know what i mean so there's ways to access it that doesn't have to necessarily be like the super gold-plated first class edition kind of thing all right so this is a big question that we've had a lot and um uh, was there anything ever you ever wanted to make but was too crazy even some brick and and the reason i ask you this is because you previously had a visceral reaction and at the suggestion of the mere suggestion of injection molded sex toys, saying it was too risque and you weren't going to do it. And now we have Boner Wonderland with a mail away dick. So is there a, a limit to what Citizen Brick will do? Or you uh, feel you've peaked? So it, it depends if you mean, oh, do I feel like I peaked? Yeah, this is where I. No, that, that was not a dick pun. <laughs> this, is where I, I, uh, this is where I announced my retirement. Um, <laughs> no. Um, there are things that are like production limitations. That's always a thing. Like that is my favorite kind of problem to rest with. Cause we have to like wait a lot of times we'll make a thing. And then a couple of years later, Lego will come out with that part in that color that I needed at the time. So we'll, you know, sometimes I'm waiting for Lego and the parts availability to catch up with what we want to do. Sometimes, um, there's like a technical challenge we have to figure out how to overcome. And that's what's keeping me from doing something. I'll tell you now, like a lot of the ideas that I've been sitting on for a long time, we're getting to do now because we've kind of like have a little bit more money to put towards injection molding stuff. So we're making a lot of things that I've always wanted to make now. It just took time to get the momentum. infrastructure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but if you're talking about content, is there anything we won't do? I think I've said before that we have a very kind of body sense of humor. I'm very much like a teenage boy at heart. I think emotionally, you know, my maturity level is is kind of arrested somewhere around eighth grade. So you're in good company, Joe. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I was say. Yeah, I don't think I think I found my people, but um, we don't do a lot of stuff that's like. We don't do hateful stuff, I don't think. We don't do, I don't think, misogynist stuff. We don't do, we don't do human misery, you know? I think that's the line for me personally. Like, we've already talked about, I, I've talked about elsewhere with doing military stuff. Like, we won't do Nazi, you know, I don't care how historically accurate something might be. You know, I'm not putting swastikas on a minifigure. That's crazy to me. So yeah, there's, the, there's those kind of like boundaries that I, I have for myself, but I, this all started by putting nipples on a minifigure. So that kind of like childishness is very much up my alley, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not sure if I answered your question, but uh, no, no, you did. You did. It's just, it was just a very interesting retrospective because, you know, you know, I did my research and listening to old interviews and stuff and, and seeing Joe then and Joe now, and, <laughs> I mean, but if it's just a technological, you know, leap you know then that's all it is but uh how how was the response to the uh boogie nights giveaway the mail order giveaway uh you might want to give some background on that i don't think everybody knows about it you want oh to okay um all right sure you know dubbed boner wonderland it was a five fig set yep. yeah i fig set based on the cast of the marvel Borg movie boogie nights and the back of this on the back of the packaging there was a card you can cut out just like the back in the 80s days of old and send that in, and then they will mail you back a special molded piece, which is iconically associated with that movie about porn. So, screen so accurate. it's screen accurate. It's <laughs> screen accurate. 
So basically, you get a mail order dick, <laughs> <laughs> mail order Lego dick. Yeah. So um, if this doesn't get you on Lego's radar, <laughs> I don't know. And they're pretty cool. I mean, they're European, right? They're pretty cool. Yeah. About yeah. <laughs> so, so we're all depraved over here. Don't worry. <laughs> um, there's already there's already been some really great mocks and fig barfs using the, these. Like I said, I saw what Zach did with your sick fig. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you touched on it. Like to me, the I didn't the touch real- it. No. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were making these jokes all yesterday to, to press as well about the, about the little Lego people. <laughs> a little concerned that no one is talking about the craftsmanship of it, how, how finely made it was. Well, I actually asked. It looked almost like there was enough room for a minifig hand to grasp it, and I wondered if it was by design. But um, uh, Zach told me that, unfortunately, it doesn't fit a minifig hand, and I was really crestfallen about that. <laughs> yeah, well... You and me both. Um, I, was having, I was having a, I was having a Goonies moment with the statue in the beginning. Yeah. It's like, can you turn it upside down? No, I will say that that was all right because a it was a question of proportion. That if we made it to be completely gripped in a minifigure hand, honestly, I was kind of afraid of what people would do with it if it was more functional like that. I wanted to pose it like they were talking on a phone. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, that's, that's, that's immediately came in my, into my mind. That was it. I just thought I need to do this. Honestly, <laughs> I just had like even a thought bubble over my head when we were drawing it was just dash bricks being like, what is he going to do with this? Oh, oh yeah. How can, we, how can we limit the the, the function of it? Uh, you'd um, have deception because he'd have that yeah. helmet thing he just built. Yeah. Uh, the penis head. Yes. So I think there was a little bit of um, reserve on my part. But also, to me, the real joke of it was what you mentioned was the 80s clip out coupon where you had to kind of like, well, wait a minute, I got to open this package now. You know, I got to. That's great. You know, mm-hmm. and so I that, there you are. Yeah, it's, it was, it was now, you're, now you're getting people to buy two packs. You know, that that worked less than it sounds like it would. But there was definitely people who were just like you could see them struggling with like, but I don't want to open it. I'm like, well, therein lies the the tension of the moment you know? oh, I, rip all, <laughs> I rip them open all the time I, yeah no i, I think toys I, I you, you don't do misery joe <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the whole thing was kind of like a little jab at our kind of like overly ocd collectors who are like mint gem condition you know a plus condition cards or whatever and some people did buy two which i don't i don't stop them from doing that that's great too but uh, yeah, that was a, that was the exercise. I wanted to see if we could do because I remember the heartbreak. Well, it was different when I was a kid with like Kenner Star Wars figures. I had ripped those things wide open immediately. So, but I do remember that mailing in something and waiting for something to come back in the mail. And I got to tell you, like the first couple weeks after we released that, I would get a stack of mail on my desk and little carefully handwritten envelopes with like a crisp $5 bill in it. I turned to somebody at work and I was like, this is how you run a mail order business where you get a stack of cash that comes in every day. It was really like what I imagined uh, a mail order business would be. So did anyone get smart and like send you like $5 in pennies or? No, somebody did send me a mail order, uh, uh, a money order, which I cannot figure out how to, how to cash in. I don't know what to do with it. I want, I was kind of, we should have put like, or interesting trades accepted. Like I was kind of hoping to get some foreign currency just for the, to break up the monotony of it. But next time we'll do oh, that. I'll happily send you some British pounds for one, if you want. <laughs> sure. I got some podcast torsos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, we've done that in the past too, where you trade in somebody. Uh, somehow, I think I've talked about this before. We did a stunt early on where if you sent some other brand's military torsos, we would trade it out for a citizen brick one. And people, kids would just send like gallon bags full of like other people's brand stuff just to swap it out and get you know, Citizen Bricks stuff in exchange, which was a stunt. And it got us a lot of uh, sworn enemies from it. But it is, <laughs> I do like doing those kind of mail-in campaigns. It's kind of, it's my favorite thing. When you think of the subject matter as well, what you're actually waiting to receive. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's funny. I, I remember when you first announced it, I said, I've never been this interested in a penis since yeah. the one that's attached to me. You know what I mean? It's uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all discovering new things about ourselves. That's great. That's Damn what it. we want to do. <laughs> well, I, I personally didn't order it because 
I just like, oh, I don't really need dicks and tits in my minifigures right now. But now the phone was hitting just talking to you. You, now I feel like I you never know it. when you need. You never know when you need better it. To, better to have and not need than need and not have. Yeah. How, how was it actually received though, Joe? Because this this interested me. I noticed um, when when it was first unveiled that if, there were a few comments um, on on the post in Instagram, uh, even from sort of long standing CB collectors, where they sort of like this ain't it, no, this ain't this ain't uh, what I what I like, you know. And I'm I'm thinking, does it surprise you when people don't accept something as well as you'd expect them to? I mean, to me, it seemed like it was right on brand for CB. You yeah, know? But, uh, I, I honestly, I I think. I'm of I'm of two minds about it, right? Because I like to. Uh, this is where my own my own impulses to uh, work against me. Like I think it's a little bit of that kind of. Uh, I love when I get angry parents. You know, this is outrageous. How could you do such a thing? And I don't think we do terribly controversial stuff. I do think it's funny. And it's always amazing to me when someone goes, this is absolutely outrageous. I always think it's more of a them problem than a me problem. It's um, not sexual until they make it sexual. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 <laughs> so um, I got to tell you, like, honestly, I was expecting more of a backlash and we didn't get it. So maybe either at this point, the people who are with us have already been kind of like tempered to our sense of humor. I can see if that's the first thing you've ever seen from Citizen Brick. That you might be like, what are we doing here? But uh, <laughs> but no, I think most of our customers kind of get it, and that's cool. So it was kind of like uh, I don't want to say anticlimactic, but there was definitely no protest outside of the building or anything. So <laughs> yeah, that's funny because you did get a lot of publicity for the uh, meth lab. Yeah, well, that was like ahead and of then time, in, I guess <laughs> right. But then out of today's political climate, where everything's outrage culture and and entertainment news. Yeah, who knows? Uh, you think there'd be some sort of, you know, conservative movement that's going to pick up on this and run with it? I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I should just. Maybe I got to try harder. Maybe I'm getting soft. Yeah. Maybe it's time to start making. <laughs> I need some, some really like a butt plug stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's time for uh, the Hitler abortion <laughs> clinic set or something. Uh, you know what? I'm curious about. Are there misprint penises out there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that just came from like changing the plastic in the machine. The first couple of them came out this really terrible gray, gangrene swirl color that um, someone so who was someone tried to did. buy. And I said, like, you can't have these. I can't have these out in the world. So STD I, edition. Yeah, they were pretty gnarly. They look like a health class book. Oh. Uh, so I, I kind of like, I kept them. I was like, I should, I should grind these up now. But like, no, it's. I'll save them for later. <laughs> they go in my special reserve. Next like a museum of oddities. They're all diseased. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're pretty, pretty gross looking. So, so I don't know. The, uh, with, well, with those, you, you, you do have collectors of yours that will collect literally anything. And I'm curious, you know, a lot of these folks have been introduced into the Hall of Fame, the CB Hall of hmm. Fame. Yeah, yeah. Is that still happening? or And how did that all start? And... I'm not going to ask what the qualifications are. I know people want to know, but I don't want people to start collecting with that being their target. They should be collecting because yeah, they enjoy no, the product. A, it's so much more ambiguous than that. And I don't mean it to be, it's really just my own kind of capricious nature about stuff. It started just because like, I don't know, it's like a couple of things need to, it's like a combination lock, right? Like a couple of numbers need to line up in a certain correct order to unlock an idea for me. And part of it was like, I want to do something really fan appreciation ish. I want to, it's a little stunty, you know, to make a full on hefty piece of metal metal. And I also want to see if I could figure out how to make a metal. That was all of it. So those three things kind of like locked in and go, okay, let's, let's make this really over the top Olympic size bronze metal. (laughs) Um, which came out, we, we contacted a mint up in Minnesota that made them for us. And they're really great. They're really pretty cool. <laughs> I hope to be buried with one around my neck one day. But there was no, it just kind of started as like, are you like a good dude? And do I, are you like a, not really like, do you have the biggest CB collection? But it's also just like, are you a good member of the community? And I think if you look at the track record of most people who I've given them to over the years, they're just like, a good booster for not just citizen brick, but for like custom Lego 
the kind of people that are good about trading stuff. I like, you know, stories get back to me and they go, oh man, this guy like always makes sure that, you know, you like the yellow heads. So somebody's always looking out to make sure you get some of the good ones if, if they come across and that kind of stuff. So it's more just like, you know, I hear about things second and third hand. I go, oh, you know, general consensus. And there is kind of like a little subcommittee of people that I refer to, a little quorum where I go, hey, is this guy good or gal, of course. Is this, is this a good person? Are they good dude, dudette? And if everybody goes, yeah, yeah, I like them, then it's like, okay, here's a ridiculously oversized metal. <laughs> now, has that bitten me in the butt a couple of times? Yeah, for sure. You know? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I remember that story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is why we can't have nice things. Long story short, somebody who once received a Hall of Fame medal didn't appreciate it and disrespected it. And yeah. And gave know, it away or sold it or whatever. Sold it, whatever, you know. It's fine. Um, but yeah, it was just supposed to be literally what it was, just a token of our gratitude for being like an enthusiastic CB fan. You know, um, it's not a, I, I, you know, we don't give them out a lot. In fact, I do give them out and don't make a big deal of it anymore. So there's a couple people who received it who we didn't post about just because it was like a, a friendship kind of thing for me. You know, I don't want it to be some sort of like tier that people feel like, well, why did he get one and he didn't get one? You know, are there some people that are like Pete Rose and they're just never getting in the Hall of Fame despite their record breaking achievements? Maybe. <laughs> that's, that's my prerogative, I guess. It's like um, challenge coins or something. Like, it's just like, oh, hey, man, we really appreciate this. And it, it seemed like a. Cool idea at the time, you know. Oh, I'm very familiar with challenge coins. I'm ex army, so I've yeah, got yeah, a okay. yeah. large collection of them. And uh, when you quantify an achievement as a checklist, it really does lose its value. So, well, it's like the I like the idea. Like the, I like the idea of it being a multifaceted. Yeah, thing. yeah. I mean, we do the big shot figure every year, which has become its own little cottage industry kind of thing. That's the thing that's kind of like, for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, at the end of the year, well, we used to, I think like seven or eight years ago, we just sent out a, a figure that said Big Shot, you're a citizen brick Big Shot, and it had a had their name on it. So it was like a customized figure, like, hey, thanks for spending, I forget what we say, a large but perfectly reasonable amount of money uh, on citizen brick products. And... People really want to know, like, well, what do you got to do to get one? Uh, well, I don't know. It's, you know, maybe like $1,000 or so. And then people go, well, I spent $998, but does that include shipping and tax? Because then I'm over $1,000. And it becomes this, like, barrier that people really... Oh, I spent some- 300 at Brickworld. Does that count factor into my account? I mean, it should, right? Like, but I'm a terrible accountant. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I do the best I can. I don't, I don't really want to, like, snub anybody. And it's really not, like... I don't want it to be like a carrot we're hanging out in front of people to get them to spend more money. It was just meant to be like a – I thought it would be super rad if you just got something in the mail kind of unsuspectingly just, oh, man, look what they just sent me. It's got my name on it. Like I thought it was just a cool thing to do, but now it's become kind of like a little bit of an expectation. And we certainly want to reward people who spend a lot of money with us. That's certainly like the root of you know what keeps the business going for sure. So – if anybody feels like they earned one and didn't get one, we certainly don't want to snub anybody. Like poor Billy, Billy certainly, besides being a Hall of Fame Citizen Brick guy, didn't get his big shot figure because we sent it to the wrong address. So I owe him one, you know. So we certainly don't want to like not include anybody who should be included. But it, it has become like, it has become one of those things at the end of the year that suddenly is a, a pretty big chore to, to manage. Make yeah, you start that. seeing the comments on Instagram. You start printing those yet? When are those going out? It does feel nice to receive one. I mean, I I, I managed to qualify for one uh, this year, and I was I was so happy just to you know I, I, I yeah, didn't spend that amount just to get it. It just it was nice. It was like oh, there was one in the box. So I just got my first one this year, and I thought it was a big deal. And I got really confused when I started seeing people putting them on eBay. Um, oh, yeah, I hate that. <laughs> and and you know like there are folks that are like trying to collect them all or whatever. And I'm just like, well, if I can't buy a big shot figure because I didn't earn it. That's, that's my feeling. Stolen valor. Yeah. It's- yeah, it's- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it, it's, 
Yeah, it's just something I feel like you have to earn your way in, you know, like, uh, you know what I, yes, that'd be my impulse too. But also I completely understand a completist wanting to complete a collection. I think a big part of my, you know, business is preying on that impulse. I think so. (laughs) I'm certainly not going to say no to somebody who needs to kind of catch them all. If you don't, you know, that doesn't bother me either. Who's selling it? (laughs) Well, their name's gonna be on the package. They they yeah. conveniently blur that out on eBay. I don't blame the people who buy it as much as I like. I'm a little hurt by the people who sell it. <laughs> this is my gift to you. I appreciate yeah. you. They go for crazy money too. I think I saw some going for about seven hundred, eight hundred dollars the other day. Oh okay. Well, and you know what? That, honestly, let, let's let's be real. People have things that come up in life and they need quick money. Yeah. No, I don't really care. I, I've said this no. before. Like it's yours. I don't care what you do with it. I do try to, when I, and this is an interesting point that when I, when I told some people, they seemed that this was interesting to them. There were, when we did the visible man figure a couple weeks ago, a lot of people putting them on eBay immediately, like, like within yep. minutes. Right. And I had seen that before, but not quite to the degree that it was before. And, to me, trying to list something on eBay before I even send it to you seems egregious to me. It happened with Turtles as well. It was going for turtles. a brand. Well, mm-hmm. that guy in particular, I chased it down and said, like, I canceled his order. And and he said, well, why'd you do that? I said, well, you're not, you've never bought anything from me before. You're not a collector. You're just kind of like... You know, nice of me. I would have just said because you're a big bag of dicks. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I did my homework. If Five dollars in an envelope. You too can get know, a dick. If someone was a, is a like a collector, or if you go on their eBay and they're not selling any other eBay, they're selling like pet stain removal kits or something. They're not. You know, to me, that's just like, sorry, dude, you can't swoop in here and and and. Uh, so this 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 is an excellent segue into yeah. something I want to talk about because. Um, let me let me preface this by saying that there was a time you were telling a story about a fresh batch of neutral heads that you had that were sitting there on the rack, and you jokingly turned to an employee and said, "We're changing lives, man." <laughs> uh, maybe that's yeah. It sounds like sounds like me. <laughs> so now you actually are changing lives or have changed lives because you did a campaign to raise funds for Ukraine with the President Zelensky fig. Uh, yes, we did do that. And it, it kind of caught this little wave of virality that was a little bit, was, was 100% out of my doing. We don't have like a publicist or anything like that. We did a figure. It got posted by the Ukrainian Instagram, the official Ukrainian Instagram account, which I didn't couldn't believe they even had one at that time, which attributed it to Lego, which is really the the like that's the real ignition point of the whole thing because now, you know, it looks like Lego is taking a partisan side in a armed conflict or whatever. So it could kind of got spiraled out of control from that. And next thing you know, I'm on Fox news doing like, you know, Fox and friends or whatever. So it was a really crazy week. You know, I got a bunch of Russian state sponsored death threats. Kind of, it was just like a crazy, (laughs) you know, but I do want to say, talking about stolen valor um, that at the same time before that and long after that, and, and currently Dan from brick mania is doing constant Ukrainian related stuff. Like we did one little goofy thing and we got a lot of press for it, but Dan's been like doing the work for real, raising a ton of money uh, for that cause. And that's worth pointing out. I, I don't want to take any more credit that might be better given to those guys at brick mania. Cause they're, you know, they're doing it for real. We just did a one-off. Right. But the reason I, I bring that up is because that was part of a, what I call the perfect, the perfect Lego storm. Cause it was during the heights of COVID. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's when the wall street journal was putting out articles about the investment potentials of Lego and how it retains value. Uh, you had people at home losing money, looking for a way to make money. And then here comes this $100 President Z fig that was getting international attention. These people that you say, like, we'll buy this turtle set and try to sell for a thousand. I wonder if that window opened up and exposed you to those types of eBay folks looking for the next quick flip. 
And I'm curious, I feel like they're still around, not as much as before, but it seems like they're, they're still around. I still see on eBay a number of folks that have like a few things that are that are still listed on the website trying yeah. to charge an exorbitant amount of money. And then I look through all their their previous cells and it's all like shit I can find in my garage. And it's like, you know, armor all and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, bookshelves and some baseball cards and it's just, you know, storage wars essentially. Yeah. So my question to you is, has the President Zeke's fig, has it affected your business in the long term? Did it bring a lot of new steady customers into CB or do you feel it was just that little rush of flippers that were coming in looking for a, a way to make some money? I don't know that I don't know the overlap of the two things. Like I I think we got a huge amount of publicity from that. And that may have caught some people who go, Oh, hey, custom Lego, who knew? I don't think that anybody stuck around, you know, who who wanted to support that charitable project and then said, you know what? I also love everything they do. So I think I don't know that we got like a bump of people that stayed with us forever, but I don't think, I think it was going in an upward trajectory anyway. So it's hard to tell. You make an interesting point about those eBay guys being like, all right, well, we know that like Citizen Brick is, you know, a brand we should kind of orbit around hoping that we can flip their stuff for money. I don't really know how that works. That seems like a tough way to make a living if you ask me. But again, this goes back to the original point. Like the only way I can neutralize that is, try and make enough for everybody who wants one. And then maybe, yeah, people selling stuff that's still on the website. That's kind of like buyer beware though. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You should come check our website and buy from us before you go on eBay looking for stuff, you know? Absolutely. And I've seen plenty of times experienced collectors go through and someone would post their story, say, I'm looking for this. And they're like, well, you can just go to the website and get it. Yeah. Um, Or like, you know, Dash or Sket on Facebook, you know, someone's posting, I need this fig and in the Citizen Brick, you know, Facebook group. And they're like, okay, here's a link. <laughs> you <laughs> Don't know get off eBay or you're overcharging, dude. Yeah. It's still available. For sure. If I can make a point about this, because I want to kind of head off what could be like to that point. Like I said before, like a lot of things we do or don't do is because of the limitations of just like having the right parts or having, you know, we don't do it with kind of like people's investment portfolios in mind for sure. So this, this speaks to like reissuing stuff or reprinting stuff. And I'd be curious to know like your opinion on what the, the community kind of feels about that, because there are some things that we couldn't reprint for whatever reason that, that maybe we could now. And to some people, they go, oh, cool, maybe I can get that CB set that I couldn't get before. But there's probably a handful of people go, oh, there goes my 401k. You know what I mean? It seems to be um, that when we reprint some stuff more more, more often than it used to be, someone gets really bent out of shape because I, it's like I hurt the value of their eBay store or whatever. So, <clears throat> Phil, Phil, you got a question about that? Because I think what the mustache is on be right? Uh, well, yeah, fair enough. I was going to say, speaking speaking as someone who's a bit newer to CB than than a lot of the older fans, yeah. uh, I would I would say that I would uh, definitely be happier with you reprinting, and that anyone who uh, is upset shouldn't have built their house on sand. Should they? But I could appreciate if I was in the other situation, then I probably would think differently as well. So you know, that's just me being salty. Um, but yeah, like um, I spent literally a year trying to track down a mustache zombie. I'm not the most well connected, so I know some people probably could have done it within a few weeks. But uh, I spent forever and forever, and finally Zach managed to get hold of one for me. Funnily enough, huh. and literally about a month after I secured that, you reprinted them. <laughs> I'm not yeah. salty, Joe. I swear. <laughs> that's interesting. Um... You know, pad printing, part of the, the one of the features of it is that the, the printing plates, the cliches they're called, you can get like 50,000 impressions out of it. So us doing like a run of like 100 figures or 50 parts, whatever, is like a really terrible use of the technology, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I have this like f- five, 600 pound file cabinet full of these metal plates that are just kind of libraried away that could be used to reprint stuff if the conditions were right, if the demand was right, if the parts were there, if there was an appetite for it, and if I felt like reprinting something was a good idea. Um, I will tell you that, like, um, that mustache one was kind of part of a, a library of stuff. Go, man, like, 
people who like zombies are always asking for us to make more zombies. Well, the easiest yeah. thing we could do is to go back and do one we've already done the art for and made the plates for. That's the fastest way to get something to market, right? Absolutely, um, yeah. And then one of the things that I was really, when I when I realized this, it kept me up at night for a couple of nights staring at the ceiling, is when I looked over the year's numbers, I realized that 40% of purchases last year were made by first time or new customers. So, wow. so there's a lot of people to, that are fairly new to Citizen Brick. And not, I don't just look at it as like, well, I could sell them the same stuff again. But it's like, I have to kind of like get more stuff on the store. I got a lot of people who showed up to the party and they're looking around for the beer and the chips. You know what I mean? So yeah. plus, plus it's very hard to get hold of the older stuff. So it is nice to have that opportunity. You know I mean? Yeah. Um, it's the aftermarket for CB is like the wild west. I'll never get my head around it. One, one person is it's like they say, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Yeah. You could have one person offering you something for $10. Another person wants 150 for the same thing. Totally. And, you know, it's uh, so yeah. It, that is nice. It, it is nice to have that opportunity. And I promised I wasn't going to make a hundred fangirl requests at you, but because <laughs> you brought it up, the um, panda torso zombie. If you could bring that one back, oh, I would. I would literally fly to Chicago and kiss you. <laughs> Which one? The panda. Pink. The panda. You know the one that's always oh. on my picture. <laughs> oh yeah. I I've never seen one for sale. Even it's that hard to get a hold of. So if you ever bring that back, Joe, I will love you forever. Well, that's the thing, right? Like you want to, you know, is it? I don't like um, I don't like people being bummed out and be like, hey, man, I paid a lot of money on the secondary market for this thing, and here it is again. I would say I can't control all the variables. I would say if you find yourself paying 50 times the original MSRP price for something, uh, unless I've explicitly said it's not coming back, I think you're paying too much. Isn't that just the game? Things get reprinted. And yeah, you should so, just have some patience. There's I, plenty of like stuff to, to collect. Yeah, I'd like to reserve the right to like if I if I feel like I can do it and it would be met with a lot of enthusiasm, then I, I would reprint something. A lot of it is the packaging. Like I have I was looking through the warehouse of packaging because I have to buy packaging by the thousands. Like I think when I make a, a card for a a three pack or a five pack. I have to buy like five or 6,000 of them. And we only make like 500, 600. So if I was to reprint, you know, I'm not going to mention any names in particular, but if I would reprint something, it's like, well, man, I already have the packaging and I ha already have the plates. And the only limiting factor was this part. And now pick a brick has this part. Okay. That's like a green light. We can redo this pretty easy. And, and, oh. 90% of the work is done. And I know that there's like 40% of my customers didn't see it the first time. So that's kind of like, a, give me a good reason not to redo it if we can. It, it, it makes perfect business sense at the end of the day, doesn't it? You know, if, if you've got half the stuff there, you're going to minimize costs as well. And it is, you are yeah. out to make money at the end of the day. That's, you know, part yeah. of it. So I will yeah. say it's not, I don't do it to deliberately scuttle anybody's like collection for sure. You no, know, no. yeah. Um, Oh so yeah, I, mean, don't, don't, I'm, I say I'm salty. I'm joking. You know, I accept. No, no, no. I accept the game for what it is. It's just uh, I came in so late to the zombies. I mean, I've, I've been collecting custom figures for as long as you guys have been around. But I was strictly superheroes for years and years. Yeah. So I always had to sort of see Citizen Brick stuff and think, oh, that's nice. But I have to sort of kid myself. I didn't want it because I had this limit. Uh, so you, you know, only, only two years ago, or less than two years ago, I got into the zombies, and now uh, it's just such a daunting task. I mean, I've I've had so much luck in tracking things down it's been wonderful brett's been helpful carry all the co-hosts have, have yeah. helped me track stuff down but but yeah it is daunting definitely <laughs> good okay and I, I knew when you say you were being salty that you were kind of kidding but there's some people who've been explicitly like this is outrageous why would you reprint something that you ran out of stock of you know so i don't know i, I think it's just the game i think yeah. they just need to i mean I, I try to stay neutral in these matters all the time but honestly yeah. people need to get the fuck over it because <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. It's a little as a new collector as well. Um, I had the same thing, like Phil, the mustache zombie. Like I finally got one and then they were reprinted. And as it was like, oh man, I shouldn't have paid that much for it. At the same time, I was happy to buy, you know, a few more for like five bucks. And a lot of times... I, I, I bought like four just to sort of make up the cost of the first one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times... <laughs> 
a lot of times if we just in the nature of like remaking something, there's either a way that I could do it a little better or a little differently or like sleeves. Like I don't think we're ever going to go back to re to, to printing the sleeve right on the arm. Cause now we have the molded sleeve. So anything that, you know, if we were to do a V2, I love the sleeves. Thanks. I, I do too. I just had um, two pairs arrive Saturday that I ordered three oh, pairs. Cool. I arrived. So I it's think like funny that you mentioned improving Joe, because funny enough, um, the striped zombie torso, you, you reprinted that at the same time as the mustache head. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't note this, but I um I noticed there was back printing on this yeah. on it now, but it wasn't on the first version. Yeah. I mean that's kind of like I like to think like that's without getting too artsy about it, like that's my that's my prerogative. Like, oh, I think I can do it better, I'm gonna do it better. Um, so there's almost always like some cosmetic difference between v1 and v2 very few things are like reprint um so if you want to be like a real hardcore collector i could tell you the difference between oh that's the first one we did or that's the second one exactly what you said like we couldn't do back printing it wasn't economically you know it wasn't like um as required as it is now <laughs> yeah yeah definitely but yeah. Back, you know 10 years ago everyone was happy just to have torso print on the front and on a face totally. that was it too. <laughs> yeah 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 so you know, I mean, there are some things that are like, man, we got the packaging and I really, I want to redo this. And it's pretty easy and we could do it. So let's redo it, you know? So heads up if I do that, that's why. <laughs> uh, I'd like to really quick go back to the, um, the present Z fig. Cause you mm -hmm. mentioned that uh, it was misattributed to Lego at one point, which kind of got you, you know, a little bit of attention that you probably didn't want. And I know you stay away from licensed, uh, products because again you don't want to get those cease and desist letters but i was curious if you had any concerns about that regarding the recent turtle pack that you did you know um this is this is again me being like a better artist than a businessman <laughs> like i i don't i don't think i live by as strict of a code as some people think i do <laughs> sometimes um the thing that wins ultimately is the thing that makes me laugh the most. <laughs> I mean, that's really the only governing principle. I'm like lawful, you know, I don't know. I'm like chaotic neutral about a lot of stuff. Like I, yeah, I don't want to cease and desist. And in my mind, it's, there's a lot of compartmentalization about something like to me, it's funny to see if I can draw things in that classic style. I'm not the guy, I'm not the first guy to come up with that. I, I like, you know, I, I was a kid in the eighties. I like the idea of making something classic style. That's kind of a, it's a little bit of a, you know, a thing that people do now, custom Lego guys. I like it. I'm not a guy who invented it for sure. So I, I wanted to make a classic style turtle. Um, and I really kind of drew it. I, one day I'll show like how many drafts of it I did it's kind of hard to make something look like it was made by Lego in 1986. You know, it's like <laughs> you have to really kind of like turn off a lot of impulses when you're drawing something. So yeah, I don't know. You pick your battles. Um, so, so what battle were you picking when you did the Blacktron zombie? Oh, uh, that was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we waited for this. Man, I wish my lawyer <laughs> was here. Hey, you know what? You said you didn't want the questions ahead of time. <laughs> so you're, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to talk about it, Joe, we can cut it. No, but, no, no. no. But basically, for those listening, um, the Blackatron Spaceman, I guess, astronaut. Uh, Astro Zombie, it was called. Astro, it was called the Astro Zombie uh, by Citizen Brick. It was basically a zombified version of a classic Lego design that was pulled shortly after it was released. Yes. Uh, uh, it disappeared uh, from the website rather quickly. Yeah. Um, for no other reason than I just kind of sobered up the next morning and go, hey, wait a minute, man. <laughs> like, I got mine. Yeah. Uh, yeah so there wasn't there wasn't an actual, like, uh, there wasn't a, a threat or anything. It was, no, it was no, 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 no. Yourself, like no, nothing like that. You know, one of the things, because I have this, like, maybe self-destructive impulse towards trying to solve a technical problem, there's a kind of ink that Lego used and we have access to a similar color, let's say. But that color out of the can is not the same as the Blacktron logo. 
there's some doctoring to it. And, and just as a kind of a technical exercise, I wanted to see if I could like, how do I get that color? And, um, sometimes my pursuit of trying to figure it out and make it the same blurred what the advice the lawyers would have given me at the time. <laughs> you know, like, hey, dude, maybe you should stop. So if this is stop. a very Jurassic Park moment where it's like, you're so busy wondering if you could, you didn't yeah, stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should. <laughs> do, you know, do you know that, like, this is according to, like, the Secret Service who's in charge of counterfeit money, that, mm-hmm. like, every really good counterfeiter gets caught because they they have to tell somebody because they want people to know how good the acknowledgement yeah like matured into the scene of the crime so <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. They, they just like they can't stand that that it's it's no one's noticing that it's not real so they tell people and then they get busted for that so um, i may have just done that here i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> thanks for bringing well, <laughs> between now and the time I publish this, if you have second chance uh, thoughts, I can no, no, this no, entire no. segment. I'm just kidding. No, I think we're okay. <laughs> so speaking of speaking of Lego, uh, and I promise it's the last time I'll bring them up. Uh, do you have you have you gotten any other further validations or any sort of anecdotes about your stuff hanging around their office? Yeah, I met um, a Lego designer pretty recently who, you know, definitely likes our stuff. Um, that's cool. I mean, you know, you always hear where these bands are like, oh, he's like a musician's musician. You know what I mean? Larry's like, he's a guitarist's guitarist. Like, I'd like to be, I'd like to be a Lego designer's Lego designer if I could be anything in the world. You know, a lot of the people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I enjoy our, our freedom more than anything else. Um, I get asked that. I don't get asked as much anymore. People say like, oh, are you going to go work for Lego? I'm like, I don't, it's never come up. You know, <laughs> uh, I don't think I don't think my portfolio is really, you know, would get me an interview with Lego. Uh, <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be a fun resume to look at, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> like right there in the front. Here's my gimp. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't think I'd last too long there. I think there'd be too many things. You know, I think I got more freedom than I could ever get there anyway. But like I always do, I'd like to go on record as saying I'm a tremendous fan first of the Lego group and all of their fine products that this is all born out of uh, a true and earnest love for what they have done since I was 10 years old. I've been a Lego fan. Yeah. I just, um, like listening to Billy's podcast previously when you were on and, um, just, uh, I read a couple of articles every time you sort of mentioned your, uh, your reasoning for getting into CB, it seemed more to do with the fact that it was about tackling this new print medium that you hadn't worked with before. So it was a, very much an artistic thing, more than much mention of Lego fandom in itself. But you mentioned earlier that um, you do buy custom figs yourself as well. So obviously I'm assuming there is an actual fandom there. It's not a case of, you know, you do this shit all day, you don't want to go home and do it again. Oh, you know, no. uh... That's a good question. Yes, no, I'm, I mean, I'm a Lego fan. I'm a, I'm a, like a, a very novice builder and time doesn't really allow me to like i don't get to play with lego as much as i would if i didn't work all day long it's a good question um but it would be really cynical if i just made lego figures all day long and didn't really like lego that much i I really do and i'm preoccupied with the custom lego world both as kind of like uh, a maker in that space and wanting to kind of like, I'm not a super competitive person except in this very narrow universe, in which case I have a, a very real competition in me, but yeah, I, I see what other people do and I go, Oh man, it's really great. And I'm a fan of what they do. And I want to immediately like make something better than it. If that makes sense. Like it's the truest form of flattery that I can muster is like, Oh, I like that so much. I want to destroy it now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Do you get a chance to to tour the facility when you go to Brick World or Brick Fair and see all the different creations and whatnot? Uh, I do it before hours. Yeah, I go in very early and look at it quietly. And I'm really, it's, it's. Um, I realize how not good at building stuff I personally am. You know, and that's something maybe when I retire, I'll get to spend a little more time with. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing community of people. I think Lego should count their blessings that their fans, like they're, it's like having a, a sports team where your fans could beat your team. You know what I mean? Like I think there are better 
builders outside of Lego than Lego could ever hope to employ. If oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Recently, I was just having a discussion about that Hulkbuster set that came out, and someone did a did an alternate build of it using the exact same parts in the box. <laughs> and it looks so much better. It looks it looks one hundred and ten percent better. It's crazy. And, and we, we all know, at least I I think I'm aware of that. There's like real pragmatic concerns about that. Like, oh well, you know, we can only use this many parts, and they have to be from this. You know, like there there's like fiscal limitations to that. We know that they don't get to design stuff limitless. You know, correct. Um, but to do it with the exact same parts in the box, that's kind of like a real spike in the ball. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you a link. It's really, it's really, really good. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, and it almost makes me want to drop the three hundred dollars. It was on sale for Prime Day. I almost, I almost bought it, but I was like, um, yeah, I got Brick Fairies coming up. I need to save my money. Yeah, um, I have a room full of unopened Lego sets that I I cash in my VIP points, and some people trade for stuff for me and. Um, it used to be like I was buying and let my kids play with them, and now I don't let them even touch it. So it's kind of like <laughs> saving them for me for later. <laughs> We've all got a pile of shame. Yeah. It is good to hear that, though, because obviously, you know, the price of your fame is that you'll get weird strangers from over the ocean like me wondering these things about you. But uh, I've always wondered if you go home at the end of the day and think, oh, that shit's for nerds. You know? <laughs> just, uh, no, no, you know? No. But I, I will say that, like, the majority of it is like, my the fascination with Lego for me has always been what a clean petri dish it is. Like you can make anything out of it. it is just like the vehicle, the possibilities, yeah, limitless possibilities, right? And I think the minifigure is my kind of where I've zeroed in on that. Is um, it's such like it's such an easy mark, you know what I mean? Like oh, there's so much to do to this little guy that they're not going to do. And that's kind of where we come in. Okay, so that wraps up part two of our interview with Joe from Citizen Brick. Part three should be out relatively shortly right after this one. I'm editing back to back, trying to get everything out right ahead of Brick Fair, so you have something to listen to on your commutes. Uh, as usual, all the show notes will contain any relative links to both co-hosts, the guests, and myself in case you ever want to show your support. Buy me a coffee and help keep this show going. Once again, you are never obligated, but it's always appreciated. Until then, take care of yourself and each other, and I'll see you soon. Take care. I want you on my rack. I want to make you ring. I want you to unwrap. I want to pull your string. Bring me the next.